Welcome back to an episode of Metaphysical AF, and today we're going to do a magic medicine psychedelic metaphysical moment, and we're going to be talking about San Pedro, and discovered by the indigenous people and used for more than 3,000 years. We're going to talk about the origins and background of San Pedro briefly, as well as the medicine the San Pedro ceremony in the modern age and the experience and what the ancestors have done with San Pedro. I am reading from the amazing, amazing book by Cody Johnson, Magic Medicine, a trip through the intoxicating history and modern day use of psychedelic plants and substances. San Pedro's main component and key compound is mescaline. So let's just dive right into it. Associated with the indigenous people in Peru, Bolivia, Ecuador, Argentina, and Chile. Although it's grown in the sun and is the cactus, San Pedro has been thriving in the shade of relative obscurity for many decades. In popular culture, the cactus is overshadowed by its much better known sister, Ayahuasca whose popularity seems to have erupted in recent decades, especially with Netflix documentaries and every, don't get me wrong, white feminist running to Peru to say that they are experiencing change and bringing other white people to these indigenous places to use this medicine and tap into this medicine. And although some people's intentions are pure, some people's intentions are not. And that's another conversation for another day. So today, ayahuasca is a cottage cottage industry that draws thousands of spiritual tourists to the jungle every year. But very few make the trek for the equally powerful San Pedro ceremonies. And as masculine-containing plant, San Pedro is outshined by its cousin, the peyote cactus, whose ceremonial use has expanded from the Chihuahuan, the Chihuahuan Desert of Mexico to various Native American tribes across the United States. Though they produce the same psychedelic compound, peyote and San Pedro cactus thrive in very different habitats on separate continents and have unique traditions of use among the indigenous tribes that revere them. San Pedro's relative obscurity is no fault of the plant itself, which is prevalent through the Andes Mountains of South America. Unlike peyote, which takes decades to mature into a short, inconspicuous button, the San Pedro is the tall, fast-growing giant. Its stalks can easily grow to 10 or 20 feet in height, and a plant often grows 12 inches or more in a year. So San Pedro has been in continuous use in South America for the last three millennia. And as an indicator of its influence and staying power, images of San Pedro cacti appear alongside deer, hummingbirds, and jaguars, as well as swirling motifs associated with its visionary effects on ceramic artifacts sourced from distant and distinct Andean cultures living in different centuries. It must have been highly regarded by the Chavrin people, a pre-Incan civilization in Peru, because they decorated their clothing, pottery, and holy places with its distinctive form. In a temple high in the mountains of northern Peru, archaeologists found a stone carving depicting a god holding the cactus. That carving 
dates to around 1300 BCE, and there is older evidence yet. At another Chevron site, the Peruvian archaeologist Rosa Fung hello, discovered remnants of what appears to be cigar-like tubes rolled in San Pedro flesh. These remains dated to 22 BCE, more than two millennia before St. Peter, the plant's namesake, walked the earth. The spirit of San Pedro, or Akuma, as it is often called by the natives, has been sought for many purposes through the centuries. Chief among these are diagnosing and treating various illnesses, strengthening familial and tribal bonds, purifying the body and spirit. As a powerful spiritual medicine, it is employed not only to cure mental illness such as insanity, depression, and alcoholism, but also to combat witchcraft and curses. Such noble concerns are not always necessary, however. San Pedro may also be used to simply improve one's luck or to locate a lost item. The natives believe the cactus bears knowledge and that a person consuming its juices will counter, will encounter the answers to the questions in his heart. It is even said to foretell the future. The San Pedro ritual is alive and well today. Tall stalks of the cacti are displayed in village markets. They're green, thick stalks cast alongside more prosaic fruits and vegetables. In such a setting, one could easily pass them by like so many cucumbers. But ordinary looks belial extraordinary powers. If you partake of the sacramental tea made from their flesh, all doubt vanishes. These plants offer passage to a realm that's nothing but normal. Modern shamans prepare the cactus the same way their ancestors did. The stalk is first sliced into cross sections and boiled for hours until a concentrated brew, which is then strained and drunk cold. Other psychoactive plant teachers are often added to the potion, including tobacco, coca leaves, and brugmansia, a datura-like tree in the nightshade family, and vilca, a tree whose seed pods teem with the unusual compound bufotenine. I'm probably not saying that right, but that's okay. Occasionally, powdered bones or cemetery dust is added to the brew to heighten its potency further. The final potion is called Samora and always served at night. To prepare the faithful gather together to pray and invoke the powers above, both Christian saints and the spirits honored since pre-Hispanic time. The shaman holds space for his people, directing energy by blowing tobacco smoke, shaking his ceremonial rattle in a deliberate rhythm, and leading the sacred chants. At the stroke of midnight, the potion is passed around and everyone imbibes. Like its cousin peyote, San Pedro is a dyed-in-the-wool psychedelic plant. The 8-12 to 12 hour trip usually includes all the mind-blowing hallmarks of psychedelia, kaleidoscopic visions, profound epiphanies, intense or even contradictory feelings, distortions of time and space for starters. <laughs> Though the visual hallucinations can be astounding in their own right, they often take a backseat to the spiritual and emotional qualities of the experience. A bit of nausea is common, but usually subsides. As with the other visionary plants they encountered, the Catholic Spaniards who colonized Peru condemned San Pedro, saying, This is the plant with which the devil deceived the Indians in their paganism, using it for their lies and superstitions. Those who drink lose consciousness and remain as if dead. Transported by the drink, the Indians dreamed a thousand absurdities and believed them as if they were true.
Well, that shows, yeah. Mm, wow, these Spaniards were really smart. <laughs> Reluctantly, the missionary acknowledged the medicinal qualities of the cactus, which he claimed cured fever, hepatitis, and burning in the bladder. The words of a Peruvian shaman relayed by ethobotanist Christian Ratch are more illuminating. At first, San Pedro produces drowsiness or a dreamy state of feeling of lethargy, a slight dizziness, then a great vision, a clearing of all faculties. It produces a light numbness in the body and afterward a tranquility. And then comes detachment, a type of visual force, inclusive of all the senses, including the sixth sense, the telepathic sense of transmuting and transmitting oneself across time and matter, like a kind of removal of one's thought to a distant dimension. A modern user describes the effect of San Pedro as a powerful meditative trance. There was no difference between the inside and the outside, writes Philip Cooper. No boundaries between the mountain and me. I felt I was experiencing my true nature with everything around me. My consciousness was taught, was taking everything in on an elemental, prelingual basis. There was no distraction. Before taking the cactus, Cooper adds, transcendental states were just hearsay or only accessible through so much meditation and hard work. On San Pedro, I was suddenly there. The missionaries may not have succeeded in suppressing San Pedro ceremonies the way they did with peyote and magic mushrooms, but they did transform its use. Today, coranderos or healers perform such heavily Christianized rituals, it's difficult to determine what a pre-colonial ceremony might have looked like. Even San Pedro's name, a nod to St. Peter, reflects the influence of the Spanish missionaries. How exactly the cactus came upon its saintly moniker remains a mystery, but some say it's because both St. Peter and his spiny namesake bear keys to the kingdom of heaven. The mesa, a ceremonial table prepared with sacred objects to help direct a San Pedro session, offers a striking demonstration of the modern ritual's um, synchronetic nature. A Virgin Mary statue in a vessel of holy water may stand next to the charms, seashells, and ancestral artifacts, while the shaman prays to spirit guardians in thick Peruvian Spanish. It's a spiritual practice like no other in the world, a product of the region's unique history of conquistadors and spilled blood. Yes, but also of healing and deep reverence for nature. To learn more about San Pedro, please go to thethirdwave.co. Email any questions or details about your psychedelic experiences to metaphysicalaf at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on socials at metaphysicalaf. Tweet us at metaphysicalasf. Support this podcast by clicking the link in the description. To be entered to win a free session, be sure to rate the podcast on iTunes. Hashtag metaphysical moments to share your enlightening expertise with us as you transverse this wonderful world and this human experience. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.